I really, what I would love to see in leaders and what I really would hope for is that people remember what's important to them. Like what do they see possible for the world? And it can show up in a lot of different ways, whether you're a leader of your son or your daughter, your children. But I really think that when people just remember that leadership starts with one-on-one. So I have to ask you guys, can I share something a little vulnerable with you? You probably know by now that I'm a health expert, fitness professional, that I've coached thousands of people to living a healthier life. But the truth is sometimes I don't get enough vegetables and greens in my day. Yeah, I even struggle with this, you guys. And I know the power of superfoods with greens and micronutrients. But here's the deal. I live a busy life just like you and not all the time do I want to eat a big salad with wheatgrass in it and micronutrients and probiotics and all the things that actually are really great for my body. But most green juices on the market are disgusting. They literally taste like licking the bottom of a lawnmower, let alone getting my kids to drink is just not going to happen. So I set out to try to make the best green juice on the market. One that's packed with actually all the nutrients. It's not watered down. It's organic, has all your trace minerals, it has your probiotic and all your superfood greens like spirulina, wheatgrass, all your fruits and vegetables in one serving. But the biggest key here is it needed to taste amazing. And I'm so happy to tell you, we created Island Bliss. And the reason it is called Island Bliss is because it tastes like you're sipping an Island Bliss drink on a beach. I'm not even joking. This tastes like orange dreamsicle. It is so delicious, but it has all of your vegetables, all of your fruit servings, your probiotics, your superfoods, and your trace minerals in one serving. It tastes so good. Kids will drink it just with water. I throw it in just plain water and ice. I sometimes throw it in my smoothies. It is super simple, super delicious. And right now for all of you, this is a one-time order here. What you can do is you can get your Island Bliss by going to earthechofoods.com. So like I said, go to earthechofoods, E-A-R-T-H, echo, E-C-H-O, foods.com and use the code manifestable, manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. This is a huge discount. Trust me, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely be amazed at the taste. You're going to get all of your superfoods in. Now I don't miss a beat. I take this traveling with me everywhere. It is so delicious. I actually find that it helps me not snack on sugary things because it is kind of naturally sweet. It's so good. So it actually helps me with my health goals. So I promise you, your body's going to thank me. So go ahead and go to earthechofoods.com at the checkout. Use the word manifestable, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L, manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. I love you guys. Welcome to Manifestable. I am your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs, courage to break old patterns, and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind you of your power and that you have the control to tap into your energy to achieve extraordinary things. Hey 
everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to have Jenna here. Welcome, welcome. I'm so happy Thank to you. have you. I'm so happy to be here. This is going to be really, really awesome. And I think I actually really feel right now that I want to go down to this wounding because you coach so many leaders. You created this academy mm. that actually people that are doing mega business things are actually transforming through your leadership, ALA. Mm -hmm. I want to know what has been this journey of Jenna mm. so that you felt this call to create this because people look at you and they put you here, but we need to know the real, like what, what went down to get you to here? So many things. I, I would say that the, like, the essence of who I am, like what really taught me how to persevere and what really taught me how to rise above whatever challenge comes, ultimately came from when I was 17 years old, I was in a head trauma accident. And at the time of my life, I was chronically depressed. I was self-medicating. I was smoking weed every day, cigarettes. I, I wasn't taking care of myself. I didn't know the value and the importance of energy and energy out and being mindful of my thoughts. And I really had a lot of self-loathing and self-hatred. And meanwhile, I still knew that I was here to do something great and something profound. I just didn't know what it was. And at this time in my life, I was spending so much time on wishing, like actually wishing that I could witness my own funeral so that I could see who would show up and who would care and what would the attendance be like. And if, if people would show up to my funeral, then I, then I would know. But I'm like, well, that doesn't really work because then I'd be dead. So and I do think well, people do this. For sure. It's like running away. You're like, oh, well, would anyone care if I ran away? Would anyone care if totally. I Totally. I think that a lot of people have this conversation of, Actually, how much do I matter to people? And what does my voice count? Does my vote count? Does my voice matter? And and this was a time in my life where I really felt like I didn't matter and I didn't have friends and it was just a lot of a lot of self-loathing. And so I spent so much energy on this this fantasy that I could wish that I could be able to see my own funeral. And then I got to the point of realizing that that wouldn't serve me because I'm going to be dead and then like I couldn't do anything with that. So I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing if I could be in some kind of an accident where it'd be serious enough for me to be in the ICU and then I could see who would show up to my hospital room. Like then I could actually have tangible proof. And so it's interesting because at this time in my life, I didn't know anything about law of attraction or the power of my thoughts or my capacity to be able to manifest whatever. And but I really, really focused so much on this idea and this fantasy of being in this. I, I crafted it very specifically in my mind. I don't want to be in a lot of pain. I was modeling at the time, so I'm like, I can't mess up my face and all these things. I don't want to break anything. I have like a very specific, specific list. <laughs> but it has to be serious enough for me to be in the hospital and in the ICU. So um, sure enough, a couple months later, I, was, I fell 14 feet from a second story building, landed on my head on concrete, instantly in a coma. I really ultimately got what I asked for. And this is the thing that I think is so tricky about people is that they don't realize the power that they have or the power that their thoughts are. They think that their actions are powerful. Maybe their words are powerful. Maybe the way they communicate with people is powerful, but they think that it's like this, this private internal conversation. They have these like private thoughts that nobody knows about. And so it's like this internal experience that nobody's a witness to except for themselves. And so through this whole experience, you know, I was, in, I was in the hospital, in the coma. I'm completely out. Doctors are doing all these tests on me. I found out that I had, you know, I had type 1 diabetes. didn't know that I had it. So now I'm wearing, got to give a little shout out to my, my insulin pump and, of course, my blood sugar tester. <laughs> I love that it's blinked. You know, sure. I mean, that's the only way to do it. So that was a huge blessing in disguise. Like through this whole experience, I really shifted my, my belief that 
I was a victim and that things were happening to me. And I realized like, wow, this really happened for me. So I really, really took that level of consciousness to a whole other level, realizing that not only did I source this, I manifested this, I called this in, like the universe does listen to me, but I ultimately got what I asked for through this whole experience because I did wake up from the coma the next day. Doctors forewarned my parents that I would never be the same, that I would have permanent brain damage and that it would be a really, really challenging time for me to make a comeback and I'd probably never be able to regain my capacity to put my thoughts into words and all of that. So the doctors were right about one thing, that I would never be the same Mm. because I woke up a completely different person and I realized like this whole experience was really Mm. meant to serve me and and have me learn what it really means to embody leadership and persevere and rise above whatever challenge because it could have I mean and I tell a story to people like oh my god that's so horrible it's just awful that you had and I'm like no this is the best thing ever happened for me are you kidding (laughs) me completely woke me up I became really passionate about health and fitness and life hacks and biohacks and like all these things like through the whole experience And that's how I got really passionate about personal training. And I worked with really powerful people for about 10 years in Hollywood before I realized that even though I love to work with really powerful people and and train their bodies, and I use this this whole level of internal transformation that I really transformed every area of their life. So even though I was their personal trainer, their businesses were doubling. Their companies were growing and expanding. Like I worked with the entire Marciano family. And so they brought leadership into the company. Like it was just really beautiful to to watch watch. that translation of moving your body and being healthy to to what you put out in the world. Well, well they they just, they tied it all together. Mm. And and the way that I was communicating with them and coaching them was such a, it was such an energetic shift for them that they used the breakthroughs and like the the metaphor of fitness and kind of it translated into life. And I'm like, I could really take my leadership to a whole other level. I want to work with bigger, bigger groups of people and, and influence leaders to be responsible with their leadership. And so I really began this, this path of setting human behavior and emotional intelligence and leadership, responsible leadership. What does that mean? And so, you know, long story, long-winded answer, but yes, so we founded Ascension Leadership Academy and moved to San Diego. We've worked with thousands of incredible leaders and it's been amazing. What do you find is happening with leaders right now? What do you find is this core thing that's going on? I mean, there's obviously a lot, but is there something that you're finding that's common amongst leaders right now? So two things. There's like, there's like two sides to this coin. I think that, that there is a, like a, a very small percentage of actual, authentic, responsible leaders. I mean, if you think about what it means to be a leader, it's not being a part of the masses. It's being willing to be responsible for it all. Like if you really want to look at like the truest sense of leadership, but I believe that people choose people who choose leadership, even of that small percentage of people, there's even smaller percentage of, of that group that are really committed to leading from the front, leading from behind, being the wind beneath the wings of everybody that they're empowering and inspiring and like really being vulnerable, being willing to be raw, you know, like integrity for me is one of my most important pillars. And that's my stand for leaders is that they instill that in the people. I believe that really true leaders create more leaders. And I think that there's this kind of this, this play of like both sides, it's like two sides of the coin where they really want to make a difference and that's their authentic self. But then on the other side of it, there's this whole, well, I, I really want to be this, this, you know, this star, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a star. But I think that the, the ego gets so inflamed at, at some point, they start to forget why they actually chose that path in the first place. Yeah. And they lose touch with their actual authentic stand, like their own pillars and like their own values. And I see it in a lot of leaders that I've served that like they get so caught up in, in like the rat race and the, 
you know, the whole ego journey of it all, that it really gets them distracted from what they're actually here to cause. Wow. So this is what you're finding. Mm -hmm. So what would be a step? Because people listening are, there's definitely people that are listening that are raising their hand. They're like, I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. I have influence. And whether you're leading masses, if you're, you could be leading a home. Yeah. If you're a mother, you're a leader. Absolutely. So what would be that first step to really step into that authenticity and that you're describing? What I really, really want to see in leaders more of is like this this new sense of servitude and and really really understand the reverence of of what it means to be a leader like what it means to be in service to humanity because yeah we have a lot of people who want to have like this stage presence and and again there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's part that's part of it but i think that that what gets in the way of people's mastery of their leadership is they need to be right the need to have it be one way like being so controlled and so attached and committed to one certain way I really, what I would love to see in leaders, what I really would hope for is that people remember what's important to them. Like what do they see possible for the world? And it can show up in a lot of different ways, whether you're a leader of your son or your daughter, your children. But I really think that when people just remember that leadership starts with one-on-one, mm. like the connection, the intimacy, the, the depth, the love, and the being able to see into someone else's soul. When you make a difference with one person, that's, that's a ripple effect because mm-hmm. the impact you can have on that one person could then create a ripple effect with their audience or their community or their followers. And so I think that that's really it is people think that they need to directly impact millions of people. But when we actually remember that the way that we can more powerfully change the world is by working with leaders and like really building connection and tribe that way, it's, it, it happens at a much faster rate. And then it's not so much about the actual leader. It's not about the messenger. It's the message. Like it's the message that really makes the biggest difference. Mm, that's so good. I think a lot about that word humanity. And I know people have heard me talk about humanity because we think humanity is millions of people or mm-hmm. it's the world or it's the globe. And I believe humanity is me and you right now. Yeah. And if you need me, can I show up for you? Mm-hmm. That's humanity to me. Yeah. And I feel like leaderships you're saying is similar. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't think about the millions. Who can you serve right now? Yeah. And and can you be present to who's in front of you right now? Mm-hmm. Is that that's so good? <laughs> so, well, I mean, but that's I think what people forget. They think they think big picture, big scale. How can I scale? How can I make a bigger impact? And they forget the magic of human connection. And they forget what's available when you impact somebody like heart to heart, soul to soul, mm-hmm. eyeball to eyeball. And um, I think that there's. Both is vital, like both is necessary. If you really want to make a difference, of course, you get to have your message be received by lots of people. And the magic of making a difference with one person at a time is, is it's really an art and it's really been lost, I think, mm. kind of in, in this chase to, you know, build the following and like, you know, create this whole, this whole movement, which again is needed. And there's just been this loss, like this, this, the forgetting about the magic of human connection. I want to talk about a program that's probably going to be full on out okay. by the time people are watching this. I love because it. Because you had mentioned this title. Say the title. Um, I am her now. I am her now. I was at a lunch with her and she said, I'm, I want to create this book about I am her now. Mm-hmm. And how would this girl operate if she was standing in who she knows she's meant to be? And I mean, it hit me. So I want to talk a little bit about this. What is this mission with I am her now? What does that mean? So I really believe that the future is female, empowered women who are worthy and confident and embracing 
the fullest capacity to be the fullest expression of themselves. And like they really find permission in that. So I teach women how to be the future versions of themselves, but right now, not waiting until they're abundant so then they can be generous, not waiting until they're confident and they've got the physique and then they'll get the guy. It's like, what would it look like for you to show up as if you were already her? And what would that take from you to really elevate yourself and, and like stand your confidence and know that you're worthy and, and like declare your value and charge what you're worthy of and, and like really creating that level of elevation because when women show up that way, then it gets all over everyone else in their space. Like they create this, this massive influence. And, and I really believe that worthy women, I just get this visual of a world filled with worthy women and it would change everything. It would change everything. I actually believe women are the most untapped resource yeah. humanity has. Mm -hmm. An empowered woman. And I don't even mean empowered, but a woman who is standing in her grace and her love mm -hmm. and her knowing. Yeah. So powerful. Okay, let's go there. I am her now. Mm -hmm. What does one do when they're like, I get the concept. I understand like thinking about what needs to go forward, like what I want to create. I got to visualize how does one start to embody who she is now? What are those steps? Well, the biggest thing, and this is what I teach. I, I write about this in my book. I teach my inner abundance method, which is a three-step process where women get to get really super clear about the source. Like they identify the source of their actual pain, like their wounding, that time in their life when they started to believe that they weren't worthy. That, you got to go there. You got to go back to that. Remember that trigger, always. that moment. I think that, okay. I think that a lot of coaches not intentionally, but they do this disservice with their clients where they keep in this, in this like feel good place or they have them touch on the pain points and they just have them focus on it a little bit, but then they go to them what's next. Like how can I have them feeling better? And in my program, I have them in their stuff for literally an entire month. Like it's all shadow work for an entire month. So we look at everything that is not working, like the conversations you have about yourself, what's not working about your health, what's all not working. All those private things. All of it. That you had been doing, it's that, that we all do. It's incredibly uncomfortable. It's confrontational. It's interruptive. It's, it is the biggest mirror you will ever, it's like standing in front of a mirror naked for an entire month. Okay. Because you really get to see the pieces in your soul and in your life and in your body that are kind of interwoven and it's like deep in your subconscious. And so I take women to a place that, you can't get there by necessarily reading a book or watching a video. It's like, it's deep, deep work. And, and it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for everyone. It really is for women who are ready to really take their level to the, like their level of transformation to a place they've never been before. And it requires a level of commitment because it's, again, it's not for everyone. It's messy. It is super messy, but like, that's where the juice is. Like that's where the transformation happens. You know, yeah. you gotta be willing to get super messy and 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 not look good. It's like like kick your ego to the curb and like <laughs> not screw, look good. Screw your image and <laughs> let's just get really underneath all of it. Like let's look underneath the hood of your car and find out why it's been running the way that it has. And and so it's really this this space of kind of removing the debris and and letting go of the anchors. So when when Michelangelo sculpted David, like the most famous the most famous, most incredible statue ever. I mean, yeah. millions of people have traveled from all over the world oh, to witness this sculpture. So after he, after he sculpted this, people were asking him, how did you get the inspiration to sculpt David? And he said, well, I removed everything that wasn't David. David was always in the granite. So Whoa. it's like, we're all a masterpiece and we have these pieces that kind of like really weigh us down. It's like this baggage and these limiting beliefs and these fears and these I doubts. Just that, the things that weren't David. Yeah. So it's like, let's get rid of all of that. So then you can get really super clear about your vision for your life. And the whole, the second phase is all about like getting really clear about like, 
getting an alignment with your actual vision for you. So it can all expand. And because when we have this, this uncertainty or we think it has to look a certain way, or we try to make it look like the way that they're doing it and we try to figure it all out, but it's just, it's not landing for whatever reason. It creates uncertainty and lack of clarity. And so the second phase is all about getting really super clear and having your vision be from an absolute blank slate in a clean space. I think of um, even interior design, just because I'm in a kind of a new space, yeah. it's like you can't actually lay down the new pieces mm -hmm. unless you clear out all these so cobwebs true. and the dirt. And that's the messy part. But you've yeah. got to do the work of clearing so it out. True. And then you'll know where to place the furniture. Then you know what you want in there. Mm -hmm. So that's what the second phase is. It's a great metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. That's totally yeah. it. And, and that's vital. I think that's what's missing from a lot of programs, which this is why the work that the women do in I Am Her Now actually works and it sticks because it really gets into the subconscious and it's those conversations that you don't even know are there. They're like hiding in your blind spots and you're like, oh, I think that way about myself and like that's where it came from. Okay. So once you can confront it and you realize the source, then you can clear out the space and then you can design your life at a whole other level. Yes. And then the third and final phase is all about manifestation because I believe that we're all, we're all born with a magic wand. And we all have the ability to be magical. We just forget. And it happens because there's a point in our life, and this all ties it back to like the, the source of all of the limiting beliefs and the fears and the self-doubt. There's something that happens in our life where you know, we were born with infinite possibilities. We know that we have access to anything. I mean, it's universal knowledge. And then when we're like two, our mom or our dad says, no, you can't have that. And that goes against everything that we believe in. So like full on temper tantrum, like, what do you mean I can't have that? Totally. So, but we literally can have whatever we want in our life. Maybe not right away, but it's all available to us. And when we really tap into our capacity to manifest and source and, and be the vibrational match for whatever it is that we want, then we can call it in. I don't believe that Do you believe we, everyone has this ability? Like everyone? I, absolutely. Everyone absolutely. can have it all. Or anyone. do you think some people are just not going to? I think, I think that anybody has the ability to manifest literally whatever they want, whether it's relationship, health, you know, their dream house, their dream career, all of it, but not everyone's willing to do the work. And, uh, and like, I wish, I want that for everyone. And, and, and that's know, why they're not matching up. That's 100%. why they're not getting it. It's yeah. not because they're fundamentally flawed or not because they're just not lucky and someone else is, it's because this is messy I don't believe and there's in, a process. I don't believe in luck. I absolutely believe in, in awareness and you know, like I've, I've been in complete poverty. Like my, I remember there was a time where my family didn't have money for food. Like my parents couldn't buy groceries to feed us. And I distinctly remember that. And I was like, wow, it was just, I remember it feeling so odd to me because it was so against what I believe, because I believed in magic. I believed that everything was available and possible. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like this is not how life's supposed to be. And so I've been in those places. Like I, I understand like the fullest extremes of self-loathing and hating myself, being in abusive, narcissistic relationships. So all of that. Now I have, I'm married to my best friend. We have a baby on the way. <sighs> and, you know, like we have this amazing life and I believe that's available for everyone. And, and I think like the, the fear that a lot of, especially a lot of women have is that they're running out of time that they're gonna end up alone, that their voice won't matter at the end of the day, they're not actually gonna make the level of impact they yes. know that they're capable of because of whatever story. But it's it really just comes down to the level at which you're committed to breaking through whatever's standing in your way. Yeah, do you ever run into moments as Jenna today where you wonder, do you ever go back to old patternings or old thoughts and go, I can't do that, or that's not possible for me, or, you have this thing of what you want, might want or what you might want to attract in. And do you ever bump up against those self-limiting thoughts? Every day. Every day. Magic right there. Every day. <laughs> and yet. Every day. Yeah. She still believes it. I have. At the same time. It's here's the thing. Like our shadow will never go away. 
and it's in it's in the my commitment to developing a new relationship with my shadow and my ego and deciding that she's my, my most powerful compass because when I have my limiting beliefs of like, you don't matter and you don't fit in and you're not worthy and you don't belong and like, you're never gonna make the big, all those things, like those conversations still come up and I'm like, hmm, it's interesting. And sometimes the conversations show up in ways I never have before, so my ego is tricky. But you know, it's like, when I notice those feelings and those experiences, I'm like, that's not real because what's real is love, what's real is truth, what's real is like what I know I'm capable of. And when I am, and like this whole last few days that I've been with you and with all these women, we're just like loving on each other, we're celebrating each other, it's like that's what's possible for women and, and breaking the old paradigm of I gotta one up her or I gotta like outdo her or we're in competition because there's none of that here. And, and that's what's available for women is like really shifting and like healing the wounds of, cause I got bullied when I was growing up. Like I was, I had the whole mean girl experience. I was not treated kindly by the fellow girls in my school. And so there was a lot of wounding there and, and it trickled into other parts of my life that had me show up as not confident, had me not believe that I was worthy of being, you know, sitting with them and whatever that conversation is. So I think that it's all possible to heal those wounds. You just gotta be willing to do the work. And, and when people give themselves permission to like really confront those conversations, it changes everything. I love something you just said that I think could be game changing. I get curious. Once that question comes up, I get curious. How about getting curious versus creating shame around mm-hmm. it? The curiosity of going, huh, because you did that. You go, huh, that's interesting. It's like almost like a nugget. And as soon as you take yourself into the curiosity, then it's actually removing, you're not it. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that you said that. It's the only way to shift out of it. You know, like the curiosity of it. And sometimes I'll call my friends and I'll be like, you want to hear this really funny conversation my ego's trying to have me right now? It's like actually really funny. And we just laugh about it and joke about it. Because and then it makes it light. Totally. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's another great tip. Because yeah. I actually have never interviewed one someone who says, just to make a humor, but would call someone and be like, this is what's coming up and then make it funny. It doesn't have, we don't have to suffer in silence. Like, you know, we really get to trust that we have support. And when we get vulnerable and we give ourselves the opportunity to laugh at like our stuff, then it's just, it's much easier to shift out of it a lot faster. Oh my gosh. This has been so good. One, everyone has the shadow every day. Two, you get to like look at it and get gritty and clean up all the debris. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to wish it. I'm going to actually get the broom out and I actually have to sweat a little. And then I love this idea of curiosity, curiosity. This is so brilliant. And I want you to just take a minute because we ask everyone this. Every person matters. Everyone matters. But I want you to speak to the million plus, like you have a million plus people that you're speaking to. What is that one message you want to share? And I want you to look in the camera and share it with them. Whatever you're here to cause in this lifetime, you're worthy of living it. You're worthy of creating it. And it's all available to you. You just got to believe. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here. Like this is why we do this because we want to bring you into this circle. You are in this circle. You're tuning in. No one's left out. No one's outside the circle. We need every woman to rise up. We need every woman to do the work, to do the healing. And I'm going to link all of the information that Jenna just talked about, her programs, her book. I'm sending you guys so much love. If you know this could help one of your friends, please click share. Leave a comment below. Let us know 
What is one area, what's one shadow, because we have multiple, all of us, mm -hmm. that you are going to look at and get curious about so that we know we're not alone in this journey? Thank you so much for joining us and I'll see you on the next episode. I have a question for you. Have you been doing your workouts regularly, watching what you eat and still can't seem to achieve your goals? I want to be really real with you. Sometimes hitting your fitness goals doesn't mean working out harder or eating better. Oftentimes it can be, but I've noticed that there's something even deeper for most of us, and that is training our brain. And how you're going to do this is through a visualization practice. We have to rewire the subconscious mind to get results. So it only takes a few minutes a day. And this is something I've been teaching my high level coaching clients. It's something I've done with my body for years with my one on one clients and they've seen massive results. And now I want to give you this access absolutely free. So I created a power visualization for you to achieve your dream body. And yes, I said it's absolutely free. It's going to take you minutes a day to do. All you have to do is just listen to it and visualize the things that I say in the audio. And you're going to start to notice that choosing healthier foods or moving your body feels a little easier you're going to start noticing the weight coming off easier. So all you have to do is go to DanetteFit.com. So go open up your browser right now. If you're listening to this, don't hesitate. Go to DanetteFit.com, D-A-N-E-T-T-E-F-I-T.com. And what's going to happen is you're just going to put in your email so I can send it straight to your inbox. And you're going to listen to this every single day. You can listen to it walking, sitting, driving. It doesn't matter because we're going to start rewiring your subconscious brain so that you start seeing results. I have to tell you over the past 20 years of helping hundreds of thousands of people release weight, I have proven time and time again that hitting your fitness goals is 30% physical and 70% mental. If you're ready to finally step into your dream body, go to DanetteFit.com to download my free dream body visualization. That's right, DanetteFit.com. If you heard it now, time to take action. (laughs) 